Instead, he's in the shotgun. You're throwing it into tight windows, and Stefan Diggs can barely move at this point because he's cramping. And it's just like, I don't know. I didn't like that sequence at all. The Bills struggling situationally in this loss to the Dolphins. We'll be getting to that in our analysis of the game here coming up in just a little bit. But first and foremost, it's the Bills Wire podcast. Welcome in. Ryan O'Leary here along with Nick Wotton of USA Today's Bills Wire. Nick. How are Bills fans feeling after a stunning loss to the Dolphins on Sunday? Probably one of two ways, right? Either you're feeling like that image of Josh Allen getting consoled by Tua Tungo Viola after the game, like, there, there, Josh, it's okay, you tried your best. That, that image after the game of them embracing, it was kind of wild. Or you're feeling like the video of Ken Dorsey just losing it in the coach's box after Isaiah McKenzie was tackled inbounds at the end, right? You're feeling one of those two ways as a Bills fan with very little in between. Yeah, yep, yeah, Ryan, it's uh, something right about where you just uh, put it. Uh, the scene from Mad Men that comes to mind is when he's getting off the elevator and he goes, not great, Bob. How you doing? Not great, Bob. Exactly. That's, uh, exactly. That's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much where it's at right now, Ryan. It's, uh, man, um, you know, we were talking to, again, you know, I think people know, I think people are getting the idea that we talk before we get on here um, every week. So I always say, before we get on, <laughs> we were saying, and, uh, yeah, I placed a wager on the Bills last week, folks, and, you know, teased them up to touchdown. And, you know, by the end of the week, all the injuries started piling up. I was like, ah, I don't know if that's such a good idea what I just did right there. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, the injury bug. And um, it caught up to the Bills. And also, uh, I mean, frankly, like, uh, you know, we can't, uh, can't, can't lie over here, Ryan. They had some missed opportunities as well, the Bills. So for all the injury bugs, there were – couple missed opportunities and uh yeah disappointing feeling in western new york uh, after that one i've got some family members that are bills fans and, and what i hear from them is that well you know the heat right i mean look at stefan diggs it was so hot oh and the dolphins get to wear the white jerseys but the bills have to wear the dark one so that's a disadvantage and oh the, the dolphins make the Bills stand on the opposing sideline where you're in the sun the whole time but the dolphins are in the shade and it's like on and on and on and on no our defense it's like no no, no the defense was fine and the Bills should have won. Like they screwed up both at the end of both halves, Nick, right? They left points on the field. They didn't get a field goal attempt at the end of the first half or the end of regulation. They screwed up that goal to go situation around the two minute warning. They fumbled inside their own 10. Uh, Matt Milano dropped a pick six, right? And the, the kicker missed a 38 yard field goal. All of these things add up to all of these points that the Bills left on the field. This could have easily been a 10 point win for them. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, you can't, you got to chill out with the excuses. And the, at the end of the day, this when the big situations came up, the Dolphins were better than the Bills, right? Their defense came up with plays, and their offense on that third and twenty-two, the big bomb to uh, Waddle. I mean, the Dolphins made better plays in those tough situations, those big moments, especially at the end of each half. And that's why the Bills lost. They they lost because of that, not because of all these excuses. I'm hearing from my family members. I don't know if you're hearing the same thing from Bills fans. Oh boy, uh, social media is a little bit insufferable, but that's kind of Bill's Twitter all the time. I will not apologize for that. Bill's Twitter, man. Whew, they uh, they get on you when they're winning, and if they lose, it's uh, it's too hot. It's, uh, yeah, it's just too hot. Too that's hot. why we lost. It's this, it's that. It's Miami won their Super Bowl last week. Up, oh, I mean, guys, just before you get on there, let me give you some advice. You know, even pick on me. You know, I. I Josh Allen didn't seem that mad. I mean, the optics of his video after what was it, week one or week two, we were all having that laugh. Like, hey, did that guy tell off Josh Allen? Maybe I shouldn't have pressed enter on that tweet. You know, it wasn't the end of the world. I was laughing at it at the end. I think all of us were laughing about it. But just that's the point I'm trying to make here, folks, is just think about before you start complaining. It's the NFL. And this is what 
does make it the best sport in the world right now is it's such a week to week thing. You're riding those the bills. The, we're making fun of you know uh, us Western New Yorkers. You won your Super Bowl this week, Miami. You won your Super Bowl this week. Well, I, I work, aren't those the same people who won their Super Bowl the last two weeks in Buffalo? You know, it's a week to week league here, folks, and uh, it's not all said and done. But uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, Ryan. A lot of different uh, a lot of different excuses being thrown out there by Buffalo, but yeah, you, 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 the injuries are are part of it, of course. Yes, but yeah, there were a lot of missed opportunities. I mean. Tyler Bass, you know, I didn't see no, uh, you know, straight bass homie or whatever. People like to put that gif out there every time that he uh, makes a kick. I didn't see no praising of him and putting these puns in his name of him being money and all this other stuff. I didn't see, you know, anyone saying how accurate Josh Allen has gotten since his rookie year when he had Isaiah McKenzie wide open in the end zone. And uh, <laughs> Bills ended up not getting points there. Mistakes happen. It ha- the Bills lost to the Jaguars last year. We have these games. That's why it's so hard to go undefeated in the NFL and why it rarely ever happens. It's just because you need, like, the perfect formula 20 times in a year to be undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Like, it doesn't happen. And it didn't happen for the Bills last week. The execution wasn't out there from the players. The Dolphins cut, dialed up some good plays. I mean, we got to give it to them when they Jalen Waddle pass on third and 22. I mean, that was a dime by Tua, and, and, and safety got perfectly split. I think they were saying in the broadcast there's another route that one of the the uh, defensive backs kind of got, uh, I don't want to say caught looking at, but for lack of a better term, caught looking at. I mean, it gets schemed up good by Miami and a couple times builds in execute and you lose the game, folks. I mean, AFC East isn't, isn't over. We got plenty. Everyone relax. You know, we got Joe Burrow was the latest one two weeks ago telling everyone to relax. And they they won again. They won this past week. The Bills are going to win. I don't know if the Bills are going to win next week, but they're going to win again, folks. They're a good team. It's just, you know, missed opportunity. It happens. Yeah, as Josh Allen uh, famously tweeted to Nick Woten, it just relax, just relax, right? It's yeah. gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I actually, I think he did say that, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He, did. he said exactly that. <laughs> that tweet funny. was deleted, though, <laughs> so we don't know. Now that I think about it, yeah, yeah. I might have yeah. it on my phone if people want to. People want to see it. Hit me up. I'll, yeah. I'll show you. I'll DM yeah, it to yeah. you. Um, yeah, I, I think you know you brought up that Jacksonville game last year. This is how I felt. This is how I felt when that right after the Dolphins hit that third and twenty-two that you mentioned to, to Waddle and what a, I mean again. Tip your cap to Tua. Tough break for the Bills. They had bottled up Tyreek Hill all day, uh, Nick, right? Did a great job with all those injuries, all those guys filling in. I mean, Kyer Elam, Taron Johnson, they're basically out there every snap. That was the first time, though, after they hit that pass and Waddle's kind of walking towards the end zone, yelling at the, the place is going bonkers. I'm like, oh, crap, they're, they might lose this game. And it was kind of like it did remind you of that game against Jacksonville last year when it's like, they're, they're not going to lose this game, are they? Uh, and it was totally that feeling right there after the Dolphins hit that third and 22. I think that was the turning point, right? That was the play where with all, for all the crap the Bills did, all the self-inflicted errors that we're going to get to here coming up, I think the turning point of the game was third and 22, fourth quarter. The Dolphins hit a 45-yard pump to Jalen Waddle after the defense had been playing so well despite the injuries. I think that was the point where it was like, oh, crap, <laughs> the Bills are in trouble. Yeah, uh-oh. That's the exact feeling I got when when Jalen Waddle caught that ball. Also, I I, I did write that he was going to score a touchdown uh, in, in this one, and I thought that was going to be the moment. But uh, my player prop bet in the game didn't work out uh, very well because of that one. But So there's a double uh-oh for me. But, yeah, for the Bills, it felt like in that moment, Ryan, the wheels were starting to fall off. But uh, still in the end, to their credit, after all this, all we're saying, these missed opportunities, they were right there. They were right there. 
They were absolutely right there. And I want to get into the end-of-game situations, the big goal line stand Miami had in the fourth quarter. We'll, we'll take a closer look at that sequence. And then everything that happened after the uh, the the ass punt, what are we calling that? Is there, an, is there a name for that yet? The punt that went off the player's ass and went out of bounds for the safety? I want to take credit for, like, everyone's calling it the butt punt. And I know it's not, and I kind of do make fun of, I'm not going to say him in particular, but there's a a social media guy on Bill's Twitter who gets like, uh, if he says something that's like very generic like that, he wants everyone to give him credit for it. And he'll like tweet it like ESPN for making the same joke, like within 50 <laughs> seconds of this week. Anyway, a little bit of shade on the Bill's Wire podcast here, but I did immediately when that happened, everyone's going with butt punt. I, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh my God, it's butt punt. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a good ring to it. It was perfect, butt punt. But uh, yeah, you don't see that often, huh? I, I actually I had to tease that in our photo gallery from the game. I I put top photos from the Bills versus Dolphins, including the butt punt. They got a lot of good photos of the ball right in the guy's butt. <laughs> it was so good. So we're gonna get into everything that happened after that point. So much to get to, and of course, Nick will give us his uh, his famous uh, bets in our in our third segment when we finally talk about the Bills and the Ravens. We'll get into that coming up next here. But first, our friends at thehuddle.com have their fantasy plays of the week. This is the Typico Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you strong plays for week number four. Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson at Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas ranks sixth against quarterbacks, allowing more than 25 fantasy points per game through the first three weeks. One added bonus here is two touchdowns have come on the ground, and the defense has given up 273 yards per game through the air. Three straight contests with at least 23.4 fantasy points is encouraging, especially considering one of those was Ryan Tannehill. Look for Wilson to get back on track this week. Rashad Penny at the Detroit Lions. Penny has rushed for 141 yards at a 4.4 yard per carry clip so far, but no touchdowns have hamstrung his fantasy worth. He has yet to get into double figures in PPR scoring in any game this year, and a now healthy Kenneth Walker cutting into his touches makes this one a tough sell. Enter the Lions to ease some of those fears. Detroit has surrendered the highest rushing touchdown efficiency rate for the position, the most fantasy points per touch, the most PPR points, the most non-PPR points, and the 11th most offensive yards per game to the position through three weeks. If there were ever a time to roll Penny out there, this would be it. Buffalo Bills wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie at Baltimore Ravens. Primarily operating out of the slot, which is a productive role in this offensive design, McKenzie offers weekly consideration in deeper fantasy leagues. Baltimore will have all eyes trained on stopping Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis, which frees up McKenzie to operate against solo coverage in space. He could be on the high end of volume from Josh Allen, just like last week. There's still a bit of downside just because of the volume the other receivers see, which obviously cuts into the opportunities. Thanks in large part to the week two destruction from Miami's passing game. Baltimore is the easiest defense to exploit, statistically speaking, for this week. Green Bay Packers tight end Robert Tunyon versus the New England Patriots. Still working his way back from last year's torn ACL, Tunyon has no more than 37 yards in each of the first three games. He has not scored, though last week's six reception performance was an encouraging sign. The Patriots have given up a league-high four touchdowns to the position on just 17 receptions, and that's the hope here. Tunyon is merely a flyer for a score and remains a major risk in fantasy lineups. For more award-winning fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please be sure to check out thehuddle.com. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with thehuddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at Typico Sportsbook. For a limited time, new Typico Sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522. 
in Colorado. All right, Nick, the, uh, the goal line stand in the fourth quarter ends up being a huge play, right? First and goal from the two. The Bills are down 4-21-17. There's 2.36 on the clock. Miami only had one timeout. So the Bills had a chance to, I don't know, work some clock. They did get it down to the two-minute warning after Singletary got a carry on first down. Uh, they could have worked the clock. They could have done a lot of things there. Instead, they go four and out. And uh, what happened next is, you know, as we were saying earlier, that was the uh, the butt punt, which we'll get to. But that sequence there, the, the Bills, the play calls from Ken Dorsey and what the Bills tried to do, they they stayed in the shotgun, Nick, all four plays. I thought that was interesting. It's To me, it's like, do you trust your running backs to just punch one in? Can you get physical and do that? Or do you not trust your personnel? Like, is Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, and James Cook, are they not... Are they not good enough to punch it in there? Are you worried that something bad's going to happen? There'll be a fumble or something? Because they gave Singletary one carry out of the shotgun. On second down, Allen takes the ball, and they lose the yard. So now they're back to the two-yard line on third down, and it's two passes uh, incomplete, and the, they turn the ball over on downs. Never once did Allen line up under, the, under center, where I think you kind of challenge the defense, right? Now you're worried about Allen jumping over the line. He's right there. He's so big and strong. He could just push his way in. Or he could turn around and hand it off, or he could do play action and, you know, maybe fool the defense and, and find a guy like Dawson Knox or someone, find somebody open. Instead, he's in the shotgun, you're throwing it into tight windows, and Stefan Diggs can barely move at this point because he's cramping. And it's just like, I don't know, I didn't like that sequence at all. What do you think about it? Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're uh, dancing Dawson Knox very much early in the year. Uh, you know, the one thing that really his bread and butter has been, uh, Ryan, uh, the past, you know, his past year was his breakout year, right? You look at his catches and his yards, not overly impressive. Um, he, uh, you know, I think he was around 500. So like, you know, I mean, that's a solid tight end, but not like big tight end kind of guy. What his bread and butter has been is getting open in the end zone. He had, you know, nine touchdown catches last year, which was more than his first two seasons combined. But they haven't really been going too much in the end zone. I've been a little surprised by that, especially with a uh, less than 100% Gabe Davis out there. You know, you, you mentioned Stefan Day. I, I don't know. They're not. They're not looking towards um, Dawson Knox all that often in the end zone. But um, yeah, I mean, it's easy, of course, you know, for us to for us to go and look at it the the, the Monday morning quarterback, of course, that we all are. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know the 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 Allen out of the shotgun. I don't I don't hate it, but if you, I just feel like near the goal line is is what it really comes down to is decisive play calling, and sometimes it just didn't didn't seem like it was really all that there, and we certainly saw it on you know the fourth down throw that Allen just the problem wasn't the play call it was, it was just Allen didn't seem like he was all that confident that it was going to be there or maybe it wasn't his first look but then Isaiah McKenzie's wide open and you could tell like, the way he threw the ball like this was not a way that a guy naturally throws the ball it kind of fumbled over himself and then tried to arm it in there and it came up way short and you know the rest is history unfortunately but yeah you know, I know it's Monday morning quarterback. Everything's hindsight now, and I'll give the Bills that. But yeah, really, uh, really just disappointing. Didn't really seem all that, uh, you know, confident in, in what they were going to do there because uh, it had been a long day. A lot of guys are going down hurt, and I think we saw, you know, I think we saw exactly how Ken Dorsey felt about all that right at the end there. I think a lot yes. of that stemmed from the four plays at the goal line there too, not just you know Isaiah McKenzie at the end of the game. Now the the Bills' new play caller pl- called a lot of plays. On Sunday, he got the call. He was busy, man. I think Allen threw the ball 63 times on his own, never mind everything else. So, yeah, yeah it was crazy. Yeah. 
63 times and 400 yards for Allen. So yeah, right. A bad game for Allen. That's what that's what that was. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It's like you know, you you need him to be. Superman. He can't be human. He was maybe a little too human in this game, Nick. We needed him to be superhuman. Unfortunately, I think he and the rest of the Bills kind of ran out of gas. And maybe that's what happened on that fourth down throw. Now, I've watched that one over and over and over. I've been trying to, I mean, it's like, man, Allen doesn't usually miss that. If you watch it closely, it seems like the defensive end might have kind of gotten his way a little bit. Like, I think on that, you know, McKenzie's breaking open to the to the front of the pylon. And I think Allen wants to zip it in low into the outside because he's got a defender on his back hip, right? And if you watch, like, Tommy Doyle, he blocks his man well. He's pushing him out of the way. Like, he's he's doing his job. But he's actually, Tommy Doyle's actually blocking the defensive end right into the throwing lane. And I think Allen kind of had to loft it over the top a little bit more than, he, than just kind of gutting it in there or maybe waited an extra tick to let it go, Nick. I think something happened there with Tommy Doyle. I'm not a great X's and O's guy, so fans who are listening, if you want to go check that out and let me know what you think on Twitter or something, let us know. But I thought that they might have got unlucky on that play. I thought Tommy Doyle, he had his man blocked up, but he kind of pushed the defensive end in Allen's line of vision into the throwing lane, and Allen had to adjust, and the ball came out, and all of a sudden we haven't scored on on fourth down, and, and Miami's got the ball. So, again, it comes down to execution, right? Something on that play just did not quite click. Uh, and then I hated the third down throw to Diggs. It was just that that one could have been intercepted. Didn't really have a chance. Just frustrating, right? Just frustrating. That whole sequence coming away with no points. It was just brutal. Yeah, no, it certainly uh, it, that that could be something with the way Allen threw that ball. Something was off. The Bills had their opportunities. It didn't all come down to that play. But it, uh, yeah, so, something was goofy on there. Allen threw it funny. That's a pass you expect a guy throwing for 400 yards to complete, and it just didn't happen. You know, sometimes that's just what happens in the NFL. Uh, again, it might be hard to swallow because it was like a big rivalry kind of game. This wasn't losing to the Jaguars where, hey, the Bills just were bad this day. It was the Dolphins. It was AFC East, you know, the biggest Bills rivalry kind of renewed, if you will. Because, um, you know, for the last, uh, I don't know, I think it's only like a year or two that that guy Tom Brady was kind of doing well uh, in New England. But, uh, you know, before then, it was very much Buffalo and Miami and, I think people were kind of hyping up the rivalry coming back, you know. And honestly, if you want to play devil's advocate here, that's probably what kind of happened in that one, right? I mean, if it was Buffalo rolling along, it would have been, oh, yeah, yeah same old, same old. But, well, the AFC standings say differently right now, folks. So I guess maybe the Buffalo-Miami rivalry is back on. But I think everyone would have rather taken the Josh Allen uh, pass to Isaiah McKenzie in the flat right in the end zone for the game-winning touchdown instead of that. But I'm just, you know, I'm here to provide at least a little different kind of devil's advocate, folks. Thinking back to those old, that Patriots, those dynasty years, I mean, they had games like this. Like, you know, there were clunkers where they lost to a team that they probably should have beat. Jets, and Dolphins, and they lost. You know, it happened every year. I was just going gonna, gonna to interject, Ryan. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but they also did it to a team often named the Dolphins. <laughs> oh, God, in Miami? Forget it. Brady could never yeah, win that and, game. Yeah, it's, it just, it's something, you know. I, I, you know, we, we've said the two that, you know, the Titans a little bit are where the Bills bugaboo the last couple of years, and the Bills, you know, obviously rolled them this year. But, yeah, these games happen. They happen, folks. Um, it's uh, it's, it's uh, the old adage that they're getting paid on the other side, too. So it's not like we're they're rolling some bums out there in Miami. They haven't lost a game, and it's uh, yeah, it's uh, the, there's a lot of parity in this uh, in this league. And uh, hey, the thing that people in Buffalo sometimes forget to understand over the last year or two is other football teams are allowed to have talent as well. 
they they have trouble coping with that. And uh, when they realize Josh Allen can't walk on water, but <laughs> I digress. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Dolphins have all kinds of talent. They really wanted that game. That was a playoff atmosphere. Uh, first time the Bills have been in a tight one in the fourth quarter this season, right? I mean, and again, the Dolphins wanted it. They they and let's, it was uh, chippy let's out also, there. Uh, they wanted that thing not, bad. I don't want to you know dampen any of the mood any more than it has to be, but you know, we might we might have to talk a little bit more next week, Ryan. We'll see how things go. The Bills lost all their games last year in one score. I think they were 0-6 now. Now they're 0-7 in their last seven one-score games. The Bills aren't winning these one-score games. They're not winning the close. Oh game. man, that's that's a good point. So, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to so dig into that. We'll have to dig into that if that trend continues. Well, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, we'll have to we'll have to see if that continues next week. But don't, uh, don't want to be know. a front-running team. Um, not saying yeah, the Bills yeah. are, but you know you can't just blow everybody out. There's gonna this is how it's gonna be in the playoffs. We know we've seen it over and over and over in these playoff games. Um, I wanted to talk about what happened after. The uh, the the Dolphins, they end up having to punt from their own one yard line. Not only did they not gain any yardage, Nick, they also managed to give the Bills plenty of time, and then they punted off their own player's ass out of the back of the end zone for a safety. Now the broadcast, I think, at the time said it was blocked, and it's like, nope, nope. You watch the replay, nope, that wasn't blocked. No, it was asked. You know, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Something happened there, but the ball went out of bounds for a safety. Now you're getting it back. You're only down 21-19 after the safety, and all you need is a field goal. So it's like, okay, here we go. The Bills still have a chance. And you know what was a killer that I don't think a lot of people are talking about is this kick by Morstead. After the friggin' butt punt, he comes out, and he booms that thing 74 yards. I mean, he crushed it. I mean, the, the Bills fielded it way back at the six-yard line, Nick. That was a hell... Usually when those... After the safety, you get really good field position, but the Bills started at their own 23 with no timeouts. I mean... That was a sneaky big factor, right? I mean, that was a hell of a kick by Morstead on that free kick. I mean, I don't think anyone was talking about it. He crushed that thing. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I mean, kickers, yeah, that's why they, uh, that's why they get paid too, right? Um, I will say the most egregious thing, egregious thing, excuse me, that uh, the announcers did there. So the Dolphins took the safety. The Dolphins did not want to take the safety. They wanted to punt the ball. Would have been, it would have looked better for them if they just did it on purpose. But go on. Well, the announcers were advocating for that, and it would have looked better. But also, I think they were just trying to be too smart. Because for me, I don't blame the Dolphins for going and kicking it there. Because if you have a veteran punter, like Morstead is, he's been around for a while. Um, if you got a veteran punter, and you can get him to just get the ball off, the Bills then need a touch. It was just like the most egregious forgetting that math exists moment <laughs> yes. in history because it was like why they were like do you purposely take it they were just like advocating for them to just take the purpose i'm like why would they do that the bills then only need a a field goal and they win on a field goal not only that so you want to get try to get the punt off uh, math is hard folks when you're broadcasting i guess because i just did not understand that I don't even know who the announcers were, but I remember sitting there going, why would they not try to punt this? Like, if they get a safety, they get a safety. But, of course, they got to try to get it. But, yes, Ryan, to your point, um, it, it, I mean, yeah, the Bills, they they had uh, – yeah, the, they're, they're, they're punters. And then you bring it up. He uh, certainly got, left the Bills with some work to do there, huh, at the end. And, uh, I mean, they were close. They were awfully close. Uh, a, a, a tough uh, tough moment there for Isaiah McKenzie. I know he talked about it after the game. And he uh, – pretty much said, you know, if he could uh, 
if he could do it again, uh, you know, he would probably would have just went down or yeah, uh, yeah. he would have got right to the sideline instead of trying to get extra yards and then go to the sideline. I, I don't want to say that that's, you know, lack of experience showing, but I think that kind of was lack of experience showing by him there, uh, unfortunately, like Isaiah McKenzie, but not really. Uh, we're, we're, no one's going to pin that loss on him. It's not just on Isaiah McKenzie. But that, was, that was a bad, bad one there, Isaiah. They got to coach these situations at the end of the half better, right? I think that's something the Bills are going to have to work on. Sean McDermott, let's fire that up in practice. Like, end of the first half, not getting points when Allen, whatever. Maybe that's why they don't put him under center because he didn't, he didn't field that snap cleanly. He tried to spike it, then he threw it to Stefan Diggs and they run out of bounds and it's the end of the half. No field goal attempts. Like, what? What happened there? Was that the damn? And again, the broadcast, oh, it's a damn burrito. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Josh just bobbled the ball. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, there's it. There are some complaints too about you know the, the the snapping issues that the Bills had. I don't people don't like to like my tweets when I point something good out that's a negative about the Bills. But this uh, uh, Greg Van Roten Rotten, uh, I know he used to play for the Jets and you know in a past life when I was working for S and Y, uh, all they would do would complain about how this Van Roten guy can't snap the damn ball. Uh, you know I hope I hope he's better. I know he he's one of the many guys who left the game due to injury, but. Yeah, you know, I think the Bills are just depending on Mitch Morris a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Yeah, if you're missing your starting one. center. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know if that came into effect there at the goal line, but uh, you know, we could also. I mean, we could complain about the back- backup centers, or could we turn this into the Bring Cole Beasley back podcast? <laughs> no, the please not. <laughs> no, no, he's fine. He's fine <laughs> over there in Tampa. Back? He's in a perfect yeah, spot. Sure. Perfect spot yeah. for him in Tampa Bay. Tom Brady yeah, needs that yeah. slot receiver, as you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I think Isaiah McKenzie knows like. You got to give yourself up, or you got to get out of bounds. One or the other. <laughs> you can't run to the sideline and get tackled. Bizarre, bizarre the way that game ended. But good news for the Bills, Nick, is that they have another one to play. Nick, you know, they just get to play another ball game this week if they can beat the Ravens and it looks better. Uh, you know, we'll forget all about that and we'll be off and running. But I, I do think this game is intriguing with Baltimore. Kind of a tough little matchup. Bills going to Baltimore. We'll get into that game here coming up next. But first, our friends over at the Bet Slip and Podcast have a play of the week. This is the typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. Hello, everyone. This is Nathan with the Bet Slip and Podcast. Be sure to check us and our sportsbook provider, Typico Sportsbook, out. All odds are provided by our friends at Typico Sportsbook, a global sports betting leader, which is now live in New Jersey and Colorado. Make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. 21 plus. See site for details. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. All right. On to the game. Sunday night football. We have the Bucks versus the Chiefs. The Bucks are three at home against the spread since 2020 as a home underdog and five and one as an underdog in general since adding Brady. Chris Godwin is practicing and Mike Evans will return. Tom Brady in primetime with a sick defense led by an elite secondary while also being an underdog and likely being faded by the public. Give me the Bucks plus 1.5. That was your typical Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See Tipico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, Bills at Ravens, week four. 
Games in Baltimore, Nick. Bills are uh, three and a half point road favorites. We're talking early in the week here, so that could change. Um, just like last week, we made our pick. We said hammer the Bills, Nick. Uh, well, you know, when a bunch of injuries happen, we didn't know that Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer would be out, right? We didn't know all these things were going to happen. We didn't know it was going to be that hot in Miami at the time. So we can't be held accountable for saying, telling people to hammer the Bills and lose their money. Like, we can't be held accountable yeah, I, for that. I lost my own, folks. I lost yeah. my own. So, yeah. you know, if you're mad at me, I'm mad at me, too. Oh, I talked people out of betting the Dolphins. Family members, I'm like, don't bet the Dolphins. The Bills own the Dolphins. Don't do it. They're going to win by, they're going to win going away. Don't worry about the defense. They'll be fine. And, uh, yep, nope. Uh, I'm, I've been getting crap all day for that. Uh, I typically fade the Ravens, Nick, when I'm betting. I, I just think they're routinely overrated. I always think people are like, oh, the Ravens are a Super Bowl team. And it's like, no, they're not. They, they never are, right? They never are. They, like, if they win one playoff game, that's like a great season for them. They're, they're never in the Super Bowl hunt, really, anymore, at least, this, this edition of the Ravens. Um, and I always think like it's just like, don't let Lamar Jackson burn you with his legs. Keep him in the pocket and make him complete passes. And all of a sudden, it's like, you got something because their defense isn't that good. Uh, however, Lamar Jackson's off to an amazing start, isn't he? And he's kind of worrying me. He sliced and diced the Patriots, ran all over them. Uh, the last two weeks, he has rushed for something ridiculous. 226 yards and two touchdowns in the last two weeks alone. And on top of that, he's thrown seven touchdown passes. So Lamar Jackson seems to have the swag going. He's kind of in a contract year, Nick. He's playing good football, out to prove something. And he's going against this depleted Bills defense with all these guys injured. And now I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried about this one. Typically, I would say fade the Ravens, hammer the Bills. But now I'm a little worried. What do you think? Yeah, you know, it's a tough one, Ryan, because, uh, you know, the last the memory that sticks out is, you know, Taron Johnson picking off Lamar Jackson and running in the game winning score in the playoffs between these two teams. But, you know, it's it's definitely a different ball game this time around. And the one thing that gives me big time pause is this Bills defense um, being so beat up. But on the other hand, I mean, this front seven is definitely doing well for Buffalo as well. It's it's a tough call. It's definitely a tough call. But um, you know, um, I, I I'll let you get to your, your pick, uh, Ryan. But I'll I'll tease it for everyone that uh, I'm I'm not against what you're you're thinking to do in this game on the uh, on these sports books. Yeah, here's what I'm thinking. So the spread three the Bills having to cover three and a half points on the road is a uh, is with the defense and the injuries there and trying to tackle Lamar Jackson. I just don't like that. I just don't like it. You know, it's kind of it's kind of sketchy, right? Um, I look at the total though. Fifty two and a half is the total. I think it's actually come down a little bit. I think it opened higher than that. At least it did in other books on Tipico as of Monday. It was at fifty two and a half. I'm sure it'll move a little bit, but I'm thinking I'm going to bet the over. I think that's my bet. I think points will, are going to be scored, right? I mean, the Ravens. They're, they're going to have a hard time playing D against the Bills. I, I think the Bills are going to score plenty of points. I think Josh Allen's going to be, as you said earlier, Nick, he's going to be mad. He's going to come out with a vengeance. He's going to, you know, Stefan Diggs will be back. I'm, hopefully Gabe Davis is a little healthier. Like, they're going to come out and they're going to put up some points. I mean, the Ravens have not been good on, on defense. They just gave up 447 yards and 26 points to a bad Patriots offense this past week. They blew that game against the Dolphins. They were up like, what, 35-14 in the fourth quarter. They blew that game against the Dolphins in the fourth they just forgot to cover Tyreek Hill? So I don't think the Ravens are very good on defense at all, and I think the Bills are obviously going to score. I also think the Ravens are going to score. I think Lamar Jackson's hot, and I think their offense poses problems with him running around and Mark Andrews, and they got explosive receivers. They hit big plays, 
And I just think both teams are going to score some points. I, I think if that number hovers around the low 50s, I might lean over. I don't think this is going to be like a sluggish kind of grinded out game like we saw last week in Miami. Uh, the weather should be a little bit better. And I think I would go over 52 and a half. Look at that line on Sunday if you're looking to bet this game. And look at the over. I think that's my play. What do you think? Uh, yeah, like I, I mentioned before, Ryan, I don't hate that play for a lot of the reasons you laid out. You know, Lamar's having a good year. Their offense is humming along. Their defense, not so much, which will play into a good overplay between, you know, Lamar being unstoppable again, as uh, it seems. Um, and, uh, you know, the Bills themselves, I think, uh, if you're looking at that side of the uh, ledger in terms of the over, I would go with the over as well because the Bills coming off a loss. They're not going to be happy. Josh Allen not going to be happy with himself at the end of that game. You, you saw it. You saw his mannerisms at the end of the game. Um, you know, he's going to be a motivated guy, and uh, he, he doesn't even need much more motiva- motivation. He, he usually plays well. But for being realistic, too, um, time heals. And I don't mean that in the, you know, me- mental sense of the word, you know, the, the um, I don't know, I don't want to say pun or, or whatever or, or I mean it legitimately. The Bills should probably have a piece or two back in the lineup that will also help them. And I'm thinking someone like Mitch Morse. I'm thinking someone like Spencer Brown, the offensive line guys. Spencer Brown went down with a heat illness. I'm not not saying anything bad about that. I mean, the, the, the weather was ridiculous in Miami. But I think after a week, he should be good to go. I think Mitch Morse was kind of a surprise uh, scratch. He was questionable last week. Monitor him throughout the week. He had an elbow injury. I think that that's going to be a pretty good setup for the Bills. Regardless, they're going to be dinged up in the secondary too. Good for the Ravens scoring points. And I think the Bills on offense, Mitch Morris hopefully will get back out there. Spencer Brown will hopefully get back out there. Gabe Davis hopefully take another step forward. And his he looked a little not 100% with his foot. Agreed. Situation going yeah, on. Agreed. Uh, I, I think this, these all lean well towards a nice, uh, nice over. I will say, you know, I, I might roll with the Bills if that number dips below three. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's almost for me. That's almost like a pick 'em situation. I mean, usually if I if I see someone two and a half, I'm like, all right, well, you know, it, it, it usually comes down to a field goal in, in most cases. You know, um, so that's three points right there, but. To the, state, the safer play, I think, right now, it's it, honestly the over. It's, uh, I don't, I don't hate it. We thought it, we thought it all was going to happen last week, and sometimes you just, you got to go against your gut when you're betting, Ryan. You got to go against yourself. You trust everybody but yourself, because I told myself last week, these Bengals, they stink. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And you know what I did? Bet on them again, and they won. <laughs> yeah, I, I picked him in my survivor pool. Uh, well, you know, because I had so many different entries in my survivor pools, I was still alive somehow. I had one entry left, and I and I said, "Oh man, the Bengals, the Jets had ruined me the week before." I picked the Browns. The Jets had ruined yep. me, but I'm like, "Nope, nope, I'm going back to the well." There's no way the Bengals are going to lose three in a row, and they didn't. And you know, I do have a feeling. I don't think the Bills are going to lose two in a row. I don't. I think they're going to I think they'll find a way. I, I again, I'm not in love with this Baltimore team at all. It's just Lamar Jackson the way he's playing football right now is a little scary. It's a little scary. So it's hard to like give away that many points on the road with any confidence it, it, when it's over 3 points like that with the hook, right? If it's 3 or under, I think maybe I look at the Bills maybe, you know? I I'm I'm in agreement with you there, Nick, but with the hook, I don't love it. I don't love three and a half. Yeah, not a big fan of that either, uh Brian and uh yeah, like you said, Bills losing two in a row. Could it happen? Sure, but I don't. 
I don't know. I know it's on the road, and I know the Ravens are chance to be a good contender here in the AFC. Lamar's rolling along, but their defense isn't looking too scary. And if you are looking to pick in between those two teams, I think too, you know, we've we've noted a lot of the injuries in the secondary, but that front, that defensive front of the Bills is playing some hell of football right now. Uh, that, Von Miller, I mean. We, we joked around about the butt punt, but the play right before yes. the butt punt was Von Miller. Just, yep. He, Huge he moment. knew Tua. He knew Tua was going to try to throw that, <laughs> and he deflected it. Yeah, I mean, heck of a play right there by Von Miller. That's why the Bills signed him, and you see just the effect he's having along that defensive line. Gregor, so, stack and a half last week. He's looking like a great first-round pick early this year. Um, well, first-round pick from a year ago. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, that defensive front is looking good. Can they contain Lamar? I mean, you know. We see it with uh, Kyler yesterday against the Rams. Of course, of course, I bet on the Cardinals, and that didn't work out. But he couldn't, he could not get outside the pocket. And if you can, maybe the Bills can do something like that with Lamar. Uh, we'll see. But uh, I think he will probably get away for enough to uh, make that over look pretty, uh, pretty good. And uh, again, we teased a little bit too, not to ramble like I always do at the end. If the Bills are going to win, like we think they might, they do have a thing for winning by double digits. So that also <laughs> yeah. might help with the over. Yeah, let's let's hope it's not a one score game. All of a sudden, the Bills seem to struggle in that situation. <laughs> even, yeah, if it's, yeah. even if it's the Jaguars last year, you know they just see, they see the struggle if it's a close game. They got to get over that thing. I would love to see yeah. them win a game by three and have a you know just win a close one, have an, either a defensive stop or a score or something to win it. I mean, this game could easily be yeah. like that, and that, I would feel a little bit better. Yeah, I don't put a ton of stock into that, Ryan, and we'll get into it next week if yeah. uh, if the Bills do lose by one. But, uh, I mean, you think about certain situations just going back to last year. Yes, the Titans give the Bills problems. That was a one-score loss. And the Bills probably should have won, but that was when Josh Allen slipped near the goal line. We're a Josh Allen slip away from that, not even being a narrative. So, you know, that's that's. I, I don't think it's too much. I think it's a great sign that the Bills win by double digits. And I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I'll crap on their parade sometimes, but I will not do it for winning by double digits in the NFL. That's a pretty damn good thing. All right, that was a good that was a good try by me, but we're not going to lament a twenty point win if they win by twenty. Okay, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I hear yeah, what you're yeah. saying. I hear yeah. Ryan's going to come back next week and just slam them for winning by. I was going to be like, points. guys, we can't just keep winning these games by twenty. We got to have a close. We got to have a close win once in a while. Yeah, see, see, I'm really trying. This is the stuff yeah. that we were doing last week when we didn't have any. We were screaming into the universe. Oh, give us something to cover. There's this team. It's going so well. And then, boom, maybe maybe it's our fault this week in Miami, right? That that horrible weekend in Florida. Maybe it's our fault, Nick, because we, we screamed it into the universe. We wanted some adversity, and poof, we got it this week for the show. So that's for sure. Hey, you know, you, you wish and, you, you, you know, you, you get your wish granted here. We got plenty to talk about this week. But, uh, yeah, I wish that my bet on the Bills win next, wins next week. So I'm going to put that into the universe. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. So. Watch that line. If it creeps under three, we like the Bills a little bit more, but we're we're both liking the over. So maybe if you if you're you know somebody who listens to this podcast, we appreciate that. If you get to this segment often and, and hear our picks, maybe you want to do the opposite, Nick. <laughs> maybe that's the play. Fade Nick and Ryan. <laughs> Fade Nick and yeah, Ryan. That that could be a good play. Would have been a good play last week. Uh, but you know that's what we're liking. And uh, Nick, you want to say bye to the people? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give them one. I'll give them one out of the Josh Allen playbook. Uh, I'll give them a uh, go bill uh, to, to wrap it up. So go bill. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates. 
the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle Podcast. Inside the Weekly Line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.